FSP. The Money Show. Other people's money. Tonight's Other People's Money guest be, has worked in a cement company, became a trade unionist, rose to the powerful position of Kosatu General Secretary, was appointed Gauteng Premier in 1999, stepped down from the ANC uh, when Thabo Mbeki was fired as president of the country, was a co-founder of COPE, from which he was later expelled. Never a dull moment in the life of Mbazima Shiloa. Mbazima Shiloa, welcome to The Money Show. Was that a very difficult period, uh, the, the being kicked out of COPE? Was it very difficult personally, or have you developed such a thick political skin over time that you managed to uh, to, to brush it off? Thanks, uh, Bruce, and thanks to your listeners. No, it's part of uh, of life. You know, you you venture into something new. You think it will work, and I think uh, you know it was working. But sometimes, you know, uh, like in businesses, sometimes you are compatible partners. Sometimes you are not, and in the end. You know, I, I had to leave, but, um, you know, I look at the issue and feel, you know, it's part of life. But I'm, I've got no regrets in terms of that because it just allowed me to be able to be myself once again, not responsible uh, to anybody. Would you do it differently this time around? Would you choose a different partner? Would you would you think there there's still a role for a for a cope type party to challenge the ANC and its dominance? No, in fact, uh, I wouldn't do it uh, any differently except for one issue. But maybe to start by saying that uh, no, I think that in fact at the moment where we are now, it's very clear that you need a cope kind of organization or an organization that really looks at uh, not just opposition to the ANC but more in terms of what alternative to the ruling party it is. I mean if you look at uh, in 2008 when we left and later found the Congress of the of the people the issues that are now coming to the fore look like a kindergarten and many people who at that time thought we were just being dramatic uh, have, uh, over time, come to accept that we were right. I think the one area which uh, we could have handled differently was uh, not to have um, arranged a leadership, but rather have uh, a, the people uh, on the ground agree on leadership. Secondly, to agree on rules that says that Leadership is not something that you are born onto, it's not royalty, and that there will always be contestations. But, you know, that's water under the bridge now. Would you consider going back into mainstream politics, or are you happy out of it? Not, not uh, going back into mainstream politics, insofar as it means party politics. But, you know, one will always be political in the sense that one has a view on what is happening in the country, what should be happening in the country, what changes are possible. But um, becoming a member of a political party, no, I think I've now gone past uh, that stage. Yeah, when you look at the political landscape, do you see any hope of 
that opposition that you, you you think South Africa needs emerging? I mean, has Herman Mushaba got a fighting chance? Would um, Where do you see effective political opposition coming from? Well, I mean, I don't know what uh, chances uh, Herman has or others who are there, including the EFF and uh, the DA. But all I would say is that um, uh, the country, uh, not on uh, Twitter, but generally, uh, <laughs> is yearning for you know a political party which doesn't start on the opposition to ANC, but that accepts that in a country in which we live, uh, there, are, there are issues and challenges of poverty, unemployment, growth in the economy, things that need to be changed, agree with everybody that this being the challenges, we need to make a, a different detour. Uh, the only difference would be what is it that you can do to ensure that we have a, an economy that grows, that creates jobs, that responds to issues of poverty, uh, that deals with issues of corruption, lawlessness, and if you look into the rural areas, you'll find that um, there are many areas without water, uh, not so much electricity, even though, you know, it still happens, but, you know, water and issues of roads becomes very important. So I think people are yearning for something like that. And, and as long as the opposition focuses only on what is wrong with the ANC rather than <laughs> what is it that mm. we can do, we are going uh, nowhere slowly. Talk to me about childhood, growing up uh, in, uh, you know, far from wealthy circumstances. I mean, you, you came to Gauteng, you, you got trade unionism in your blood very, very early on. Do those trade union roots still exist within you? Yeah, no, I mean, I I was born, uh, you know, I grew up in the rural areas of, uh, of Limpopo, uh, went to school there. Um, obviously, you know, like uh, people of my time, and, and I think it's the case even now, you know, that there's very few work opportunities in the rural areas. So people always uh, would gravitate towards... Um, Johannesburg, if you're coming from Limpopo, uh, Eastern Cape and others, some people will go to the Western Cape in Cape Town. But, you know, I also came to to Johannesburg and indeed, uh, you know, uh, found work initially at uh, John Weinberg in, uh, in Jamiston, but more grounded uh, for a longer period at uh, Anglo Alpha, which I think now is called uh, uh, Sam's. Uh, you know, worked there for quite some time, and then later at um, PSG Services, which ran uh, ran both uh, security and cleaning services. Okay. And it was in both these areas where I cut my uh, teeth in the trade union movement. And uh, later, you know, beyond being a shop steward, was also became one of the leaders both in the regions of Kosatu and in the trade union, uh, transport and general workers union, I think it's now having merged 
called uh, Satau. Uh, you know, I was one in those unions. And it was through them that I became the Deputy General Secretary of Kosatu in 1991 mm. and then General Secretary in 1993. And because one had been involved in ANC politics early on, um, you know, I also became the Premier of uh, Housing for the, for the ANC. Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy the power that brought? The fact that you, I mean, we've got Gautrain, for example, because it started off life as the Shiloa Express. You, you know, I mean, it was a time of excitement and growth and, uh, and, and great optimism about the future. I wouldn't know about whether, you know, one enjoyed it or not, but it was something which, I mean, I've always taken a view that says, if you are given an opportunity, try and make use uh, of it and do it to the best of your ability. But also that my parents had instilled in me that if you're going to do something, not only should you do it well, but ensure that you don't besmitch both the name of Mavikane, which is my uh, mother's side, and Shilowa, which is my uh, father's side. So, you know, I gave it my go. I think I also had a good uh, team in the uh, in the province of Houting, which was willing to dare to dream, and we could look at issues of the how train, which I think everybody remembers. But it was not only just the how train. If you look at the Maruping uh, heritage site where the Serfontein caves are, as well as the interpretation center, that is something that we worked on. If you drive towards the Pretoria, you will see the innovation hub, the Saibono in the, in the center of Johannesburg, but also now the province itself of Gauteng with the Premier Makura speaks of um, Gauteng as a globally competitive region, uh, you know, or city region, rather. That is something that we worked on. So we gave it uh, our best, and I hope that... Um, you know, generations to come will be able to say that they laid a foundation. The challenge is what is it that the current and future generations do about it. Mbazima Shiloa, former Premier of Gauteng, trade unionist. I want to talk to him about Epicurean wines. Uh, Levi Magalwa wants to know all about Epicurean. Can't find it anywhere. I found some online, so we'll talk about Epicurean. Is he still involved? Started in 2003. Um, we'll pick up on that and issues of money in a moment. The Money Show. Other people's money. That other person is Mbazima Shiloa, former Premier of Gauteng, turned winemaker, Epicurean. It's still available online. I haven't seen a red more recent than 2013, but you've been making some Chardonnay more recently than that. Is the, the wine production of Epicurean, it's you and a couple of friends got together in 2003 to do it. Are you still involved? Yes, uh, uh, Bruce. Uh, in fact, it's, uh, I mean, 2003 was when the first wine was uh, made, uh, released in 2006. But, you know, the idea had been uh, something we were working on from around 1999, uh, 2000, Mute Mokase, Mos Ron Gold, and myself. And, of course, you know, uh, most wines are released immediately after they have been made. 
But I think both then and even now, which is why you're only speaking about 2013, we had taken a view that um, we need to release the wine when we think it is ready to drink, not uh-huh. when we think it, okay. could be, it should be sold. So that even if someone does not have a, a wine cellar, they can be able to have a sense of how well aged wine, cellared wine uh, uh, looks like. You know, So we started in 2003 with the Epicurean Red, uh, which is really what has been uh, going on. And then later, you know, we introduced in 2018 the Chardonnay, uh, and there's now currently both the 2018 and the 2019 uh, on sale, which I hope, you know, most people who love wines would also be give it uh, a go and uh, enjoy it. But I think it gives people an opportunity, really, to enjoy wine as it should be, uh, not immediately after it's released, but a few years mm. after it has been sellers. Do you, do you collect? Have you got a, a vast wine collection? Uh, no, not necessarily. But I mean, uh, you know, one would always keep a few uh, for friends as and when they come through that you are able to show that there is something uh, to do with, uh, you know, uh, wine that you can want to be able to, to store. What's the most you will spend on a bottle of wine? If you go to Norman Goodfellows and you see Carrie behind the counter uh, and she says, what would you like today? What's the most you will spend on a bottle of red wine? Now, I think that uh, that's really a, a great question that most people think that uh, if you're going to look at wine, it has to be the most uh, expensive wine. But I think uh, generally uh, people who make wines will tell you that uh, the best wine is the one that you enjoy, you know. So you see, you're, you're, you dodging, the, you're dodging the question. I mean, uh, will you drink a will you drink a hundred rand red wine? Will you drink a two hundred red wine, or do you have to be spending in the region of five hundred rand to be satisfied? Because when you have Epicurean, of course, it's a it, it's a premium wine, and you get used to the finer things in life. So, will you drink down, or do you look for comparative wines to Epicurean? No, not comparative wines. I mean, uh, remember, you've got to always look at uh, what is it that you want to be able to have today, tomorrow, and the day after as distinct to wine that you think is going to be able to lay down and keep it, uh, I think, in a time when very few people have uh, uh, money to spare, to think that you can always just buy Epicurean, uh, Canon Corp, and others, you know, it's just never possible. So you've got to look at uh, different wines, you know, some whites that you can drink today, tomorrow, the day after, and differently to some that people may be able, want to be able to to sell and put uh, forward. I don't think there's anybody who can say that um, I drink Epicurean every, every day, uh, you know, even if they have the best resources in the world. Thanks for sharing. Former Premier of Gauteng, trade unionist and careful answerer of questions this evening on The Money Show.